I'm Alex DeCampi, writer of No Mercy from Image Comics and Grindhouse from Dark Horse Comics, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Because if you're thinking inside the long box, you're very small or very skinny. Awakened from our ancient slumber, now with 100% more Kandorian demons, it's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Is it me, or are the trees a little rapey this time of year? <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're back. John used to say that. I'm back. Uh, we are talking about, we're, we're going a little uh, a little Raimi heavy this. I didn't even, honestly did not put those things together. Maybe I did subconsciously. Um, but yeah, we're talking about 1981's Evil Dead. It was your choice. It's the American supernatural horror film written and directed by Sam Raimi, produced by Robert Tapper, and uh, executive produced by Raimi as well. It stars Bruce Campbell um, and these other people who I don't think ever went on to do anything else. Um, Ellen Sandweiss, uh, Richard DeManiker, and Betsy Baker, Teresa Tilly. I'm and- sorry if I just insulted your careers. <laughs> Uh well I mean if they did do more stuff they didn't deserve it their acting is to replay in this film especially the other male actor oh yeah yeah so he so Ellen Ellen Sandweiss who was the the lead female role um she went on to do she went on a twenty year acting hiatus after Evil Dead um she went. She starred in Satan's Playground, which I've never heard of myself. Um, it was a 2006 horror film. Um, she was in My Name is Bruce. Um, she cameoed in Oz and the Great Powerful. And she was in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I don't remember her in that in the show. I don't either, but she might have looked way different at this point. Yeah, that's true. So... Obviously, Evil Dead is like a... Some people don't age super well, you know what I'm saying? It did not do well, I don't think, in when it first came out. It's not possible that it could have. <laughs> I think it was up against something bigger, if I remember right. Um, and just this movie is like... I have love for this movie, and there are things that this movie does that are like amazing that led into other parts of this franchise that are much more the reason for its like longevity and success than this film is. Right. But this film is not good. Like it is Well, I mean, <laughs> painful to watch in parts. They made it for $375,000 and there is a there's Doesn't a l- excuse the acting. <laughs> the, so, you can't excuse acting, but you can like they do a lot of effects and shit. And I don't think $375,000 was a lot of money for something like this. No, the gore and stuff is off the charts for that time. Right. And, like, there are some creepy elements, but it's just, like, the acting of, like, because you have to slog through it, of, like, them getting to the cabin, the beginning part of them at the cabin is hard to sit through. (laughs) (laughs) That opening scene where, like, it's like, watch out for that car, then it cuts to the close-up of the chick, and she's like, Like right there, I would have turned it. Like if I'd never seen this movie before, and I didn't know what we were doing, I would have turned this movie off right there. I'd have been like, "Well, that was that was ridiculous." (laughs) Moving on. So, 
uh, $375,000 was the budget. So this says that it made $2.7 million or $29.4 million. I don't know if that's a comparison of like what that money used to be versus what it is now. I have no idea why there's a war there. Made hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Like millions of dollars? Yeah, so it made almost $3 million in its time. Um, Did this go to the theaters? Like, I didn't even... Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So so here's what it says about the theatrical release. It says, because of its large promotional campaign, the film performed above expectations at the box office. However, the initial domestic gross was described as disappointing. It opened in 15 theaters and it grossed $108,000 in its opening weekend. Word of mouth spread, and the film became a sleeper hit. It grossed $2.4 million domestically, nearly eight times its production budget. Sources differ as to whether it grossed 261944 overseas for a worldwide gross of blah, 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 or 27... Oh, so there's a, there's a big dispute as to overseas gross, because some people say that it grossed $27 million overseas, which is a giant fucking difference from the $2.7 million. Um, it, all Ramey said, apparently, was that it did very well overseas and did very poorly domestically. Do you think that that's a product of, like other cultures being fine with like gross Probably. crazy horror movies yeah they don't seem as disturbed by it in the ages <laughs> um, right because you had ring and and ringu come out i think in the 80s or not i think it was not mu- i mean ring did but ringu i think came out pretty early i'm not sure i'm not up to speed on like the original but um yeah, I think they're more accepting, probably. And also, like, I guess at this time period, like, that just straight cheese acting wasn't that weird. No. Uh, but, God, man, that guy annoyed the, <laughs> the other male character. is hard to watch. There's a potty deal. <laughs> I mean, so is, so is Campbell. I mean, Campbell is not known for his acting chops like he's not in anything he does i think Um, he kind of is i don't think he is i mean i really enjoyed his role in the series burn notice i think he did a because it was a series i think he did way more acting in that series than he did ever no i I think he's known for his like over the top kind of comedic roles and i don't think he's known for acting it's one note acting and it's him but i think he is known for the character that he portrays right I can agree with that, but I think that's different from no from being like he's not a he's not a transformative actor for his acting. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Undeserved as well because it's also Al Pacino's one note does the same thing every movie too. Like Bruce Campbell's one note is just funny. Like I've never understood the Al Pacino love. It's (sighs) so many people I think just like randomly get popular and then they're just popular. It's just like he's a great actor. I was like, he's. I've never watched. I've seen like all of his movies. There are some good ones, but like he's just Al Pacino. Like (laughs) if you if you hire him, you're getting Al Pacino playing whatever movie character you assigned Al Pacino. But I mean, I mean, but if if you look at that career, like if you look at Sean Connery's career, he's known as an actor. He's probably known as an actor before he's known as James Bond, which is pretty weird. But like Bruce Campbell's just known as the dude with the big chin who's who's funny, and he's cameos in hundreds of different things. Like that's just who he is. He's not really 
basically known to be an actor, even though I love him to death and I watch everything <laughs> Bruce Campbell's in. I lo- I love Bruce Campbell. I just I don't I I don't I just don't think you're labeling it the same way. Like I think he's fine. He's just a one note actor, right? Like and. He's. I think he's probably kept himself as much in that bubble oh, I'm sure. as that bubble has kept himself because I don't think he has aspirations. From hearing him talk and do podcasts, I don't think he has aspirations to do much more to outside of that, that world. But he's very he similar. Makes millions of dollars. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be the dude who you've been your whole entire career? <laughs> he's what I'm saying. Actors should be all the time. And I was like, you have this fan base. This fan base loves you for you doing you. And he is like, cool. I'll give that to the fan base because they gave me right. millions of dollars right all these other actors are like i don't care what you guys want i'm gonna go do my own thing that nobody (laughs) wants to see and it's just like dude you i just have never understood i mean i get that too but like dance monkey like you are um, (laughs) you got to do what got you here to a degree because it's the only reason you're here like (laughs) i don't know i i i semi agree with you and i semi disagree with you because I mean, you. It's it sounds really shitty because it's because I don't have millions of dollars. But I think when you get to be like Robert Downey Jr. sized or Sean Connery sized or whoever, like you give up a certain level of your life in order to because you choose to right, right. And that's what I'm saying. There's it's a double edged sword of like people sneaking around your house and taking pictures and being shitty to you. But it's also because you chose where you live. Right. Listen to Dave Chappelle talk about he lives in. Ohio, I Ohio, think, right? and yeah. nobody bugs him. Nobody knows who he is because he's in Farmersville, Ohio. Like you live in L.A., you put yourself in the mecca of everything. Right? You bought a two hundred million dollar house. Like oh, boo hoo! There's a cameraman <laughs> outside. Like, I mean, there's a lot. It's a lot more than that. You gotta, you gotta. I mean, there's. I'm not saying that we they, have repercussions listen. for what we do. Right. They have those repercussions. Right. I'm not saying that it's the same thing. I'm not saying if you have millions of dollars because you've become an actor like that somehow your life is hard because that's not what I'm saying at all. It's not. But I mean, just putting yourself in that situation I think is probably taxing if you're sure. in the rule a lot. Like if you're just a, you used to be an actor, maybe nobody gives a fuck anymore. But I mean, you're probably flying over here, you're doing this. You're Nobody's doing that. saying you're, it's not taxing. It's just like <clears throat> Going to work at JBS seven days a week is right. also taxing, taxing for sure, and I get paid not millions right, of, of course, dollars. Of course, so when I hear you the bitch about it, I'm like, <laughs> don't give a shit, and neither does anyone else. <laughs> people don't. don't it's about giving a shit. People don't I, give a shit if I bitch about it <laughs> because I'm still making much more money than most people. Sure. So it's just like that echelon. It's like no, I do think they expect people to care. I, otherwise, why bring it up in interviews? Every interview I see of a movie star is. People don't realize the grueling schedule of sitting in a makeup chair for eight hours. I don't know about every actor, dude. I've seen so many people, down to like professional golf. People don't realize how taxing it is to play golf uh, every day when you don't want to. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, the problem is most people don't care. They let them bitch because, or else because they're you, also famous people. Or like, else you wouldn't see, or they're also in that industry. Like, but we wouldn't be pumping millions of dollars into their pockets if we cared. No, it's that's what I'm fine. I did, when you you get the millions because you danced for the millions. <laughs> that's fine. After that, I just don't expect keep any. <laughs> dancing. Or when you do your own thing, 
Just I don't care. Right. I like, don't. I, you I don't, know, I don't have to care to anymore. Dance for my money. I guess is what I'm saying. You do because don't. you go to films. You pay for things. I don't you expect do. it. If 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 Marvel just stopped today, then I'd be like, okay, oh, cool. But yeah, it but there would be a new thing. <laughs> like it's it's an industry. Is all sure, I'm saying. Of course. It's like buying Oreos. It's like if I go buy Oreos yeah, and they're not I Oreos. Like Oreos. I have a legitimate beef. <laughs> if I go buy Oreos and it's beef jerky, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, where's the cream filling? This isn't a cookie. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably be fine with that. I would too. Beef jerky is expensive and Oreo cookies are not. It'd be a weird loophole. But that's a bad example. <laughs> if it was kitten litter, there'd be a problem. Like, it's just, it, they're a product. Like, I don't, sure. I don't understand how Hollywood and actors have taken them take themselves more seriously than realizing that like you are a product for consumption and like now because you've decided to do that with your life i I don't expect it you have to make certain decisions about like where you live or or you'll be bothered or where you go out or you'll be bothered because you decided that sure it's just what it is sure but to me i just don't understand like when they're complaining about it (laughs) (laughs) or when they like want to I'll, and it's fine because like I don't control them, so they can do whatever they want to do. But I just don't understand it when they're like, "We're on an 18 year show that's grossed gajillions, and they just offered us another gajillions." And I'm just gonna say, "Nah." I'm like, "It's so weird." <laughs> I'm like, "You got the millions. We'll for see, being bro. That <laughs> Maybe you'll get that at some point, and then you'll have to make that hard decision. It won't be hard." <laughs> And if it is, I'm not going to tell anyone else about it because I know nobody will give a shit. Evil Dead. I want to be the. I want to have a TV show where I can just call them out on their bullshit, and they're like, "You sitting in the makeup chair?" I'm like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of comedians do the do smallest that. violin, not to their faces though. Like, so it got a 95 percent critic score, which is really fucking high. And an what did Evil Dead? Evil Dead. <laughs> and then. 84% audience score. Who were critics smoking back in the day? <laughs> so it's, I, I don't know. I, well, let's see what the critics say. What, where are my critics? That just seems like a weirdly high critic score for, I mean. The sheer passion, the ingenuity of them wanting to make this movie a classic. That's one. For all the elements that don't work, there are more that do. It all started in that ramshackle cabin with a little horror movie that endures over 35 years later. That's pretty groovy. Yeah. <laughs> so I I love the movie. I, I think it is, though, a product of, like like you said, I, I was not born in 81, so I have no fucking idea uh, what happened around this movie. Yeah. But, I mean, the what's come from this movie has created something fucking huge that I really oh, yeah. enjoy. And Me I too. think that's okay. Like, I go back to it, and I'm like, ah, it's a product of the early 80s. I get it. It looks super fucking goofy at some times, but also looks really fucking good with the practical effects at some times that they do. Oh, the practical effects, I'm not, I don't have any problem with. Like, there were pretty insane like when you like choose your own arm off and stuff right. it's it's literally just the hellacious acting right that's hard to sit through but it, i mean it led to army of the dead and stuff where they just embraced the army of darkness army of darkness sorry where they just embraced the <laughs> crappiness i guess like <laughs> but also added humor and the and ash versus evil dead is a really funny tv show yeah yeah um they've got another movie i think it's no it's i think it's a series actually now that i say that coming out soon um it sounds like it's going to be set in a like a condo kind of high-rise thing 
Um, so that'll be, and it won't star Bruce Campbell, but I know he's working on, uh, he's either producing it or he's doing some kind of background work on it. Um, because it sounds like Ash comic is pretty too, much done. Honestly. I, I, I collect a lot of Evil Dead and Army of Darkness comic books, so I enjoy the whole universe. And so I think going back on this, I'm I'm high on it because there's so much nostalgia and so much love for everything that this movie brings. I I I can agree with you. I mean, the acting is not the greatest, but again, it was an '81 film. I mean, I don't know what horror gore beyond film during beyond, that time. Not the greatest is like a, an over compliment. <laughs> But I mean, what what eighty one film? Everyone is better. Do you think with a, I, I with mean, this you, kind of budget and this kind of kind of low? Well, you can't. I mean, you. It's hard to restrain because it's just saying like this one thing is not exactly like this other thing. But of I'm course. just like, yeah, the acting is just painfully bad. Like I'm just, it's not a knock on the film overall. Like Sam Raimi, obviously isn't well-known or hasn't made his career off choosing great actors for his films. (laughs) I mean, he found Bruce Campbell, who's gone on to do things. And if you're telling me, like, the Army of Darkness and, like, Evil Dead is going to go forward without him, I am fully committed to saying it's going to flop in a lot of ways. Evil Dead, well, they already remade the Evil Dead, and I I think it made money. But I think the rate, I think the critically, it was not well received. But I think it and it, it was insanely gory too. Like yeah. I, thought, I actually thought they did the spirit of the movie correctly. So I did too, and I, I, again, it's probably because I really like the universe. I, I wasn't like yes, ninety nine percent. Like, but I, re- I enjoyed the movie, and they did a really good job with all the effects and such. Um, but that was the first one without him. And it just critically wasn't well received, but I, I, if I remember right, it did well as far as the box office goes. Yeah, I just um, think I just think the fan base is like, I think the fans are as much about um, Campbell when you think of this world as they are about the world, and right. even more so. Like he's just, I don't know, he just is the Evil Dead series. He is. I mean, even in the hundreds of comic books, they never stray away from Bruce Campbell. Like, I don't don't know that he ever gets credit for any of those. I almost think that he doesn't. If I remember uh, the press... I do believe he has... So I was looking a little into it, and it's confusing, because, like, the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness comics are, like, different. Right. Because I think that he gets, like, partial ownership in one of them and not the other so they're like not allowed to be like in the same continuity or like go with each other's storyline so that's they're like separated in some weird way which is bizarre but he talks about it in the in the in the press interview that we had with him i think four years ago at comic-con um, I can't, I just can't remember it off the top of my head, but there is one, there is a line of comic books or a certain amount of comic books that he has nothing to do with. But even in those, I mean, they never stray away from Ash. No, you it's, can't. Uh, it's very Ash centric, no matter what. Yeah. After he doubled down in like Evil Dead 2 and then like, it's just like the story became about him. <laughs> became about El Jefe. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that show. Um, but, I mean, this is a very simple movie. So they're going out uh, on, like, a weekend party venture with a, with a group of friends, and they happen on a cabin that has uh, this fucking book in its basement. Why you'd go into the cellar, who fucking knows? Um, and why you'd read from a book that looks evil, I don't know either. <laughs> 
This, I mean, this whole movie is filled with like tropes of like shit you don't do, and they just do them all. <laughs> but I mean, they read from the book the the deadites, deadites, right? Yeah. They come back from their rest. I don't know if they're called deadites yet, but they essentially. Uh, demonize everybody except for Bruce Campbell um, except for Ash and all hell ensues and he's got to kill some people and chop some people's heads off I mean the the fucking tree scene is insane uh, like it's very off-putting I would say like it's not like the rest of the film it's it's so fucking weird for 81 I mean it's just a it seems so like that's the scene that he was like I don't fucking know if this is gonna make the film <laughs> Like, it's so different from everything else. To me, it seemed like the this has to be in the film. Because <laughs> it just seems like it got shoved in. Like, it's like, nah. The, the tree rape scene's in. <laughs> so that's essentially, I think, what starts the demonization. So she runs out into the forest. Um, and, yeah, I think it looked pretty decent, though, when on the wide shots. It looked pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean the tree rape was filmed well, <laughs> but I mean, it did look very clay claymation kind of to me when you're up on the tree, like when it's kind of moving along her body. It um, just must have been such a weird thing to act because you can tell like she is acting out the like exposing her own breast, like it is so bizarrely because <laughs> a tree doesn't really pull on you, right? And it's like it was such a weird thing to put in the movie. <laughs> like, well, she yes, she gets. Uh, Penetrated by a tree and essentially gets uh, possessed. That's how this whole thing starts. Basically, tree semen is <laughs> the beginning of the end. And then craziness ensues. And like I said, he's got to kill a lot of people. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the movie. I mean, it looks like everything's good. The sun's coming up once all of his friends are dead and he's survived the night. And then it looks like he gets attacked at the very end of the movie. So I don't know if that was originally meant to like where this is just going to be a one off and we'll see what happens because it almost seems like he dies at the end of the movie. (laughs) And then you get two more movies. (laughs) I think uh, everyone, including Sam Raimi, was shocked at the two million or something dollar turnaround. They're like, I guess we're making more of these. I mean, it's easy. It's a simple film. There's nothing more to it. There's no, they don't, every once in a while you get shots of the forest, but it's pretty much contained to the cabin that is being taken over by the deadites. And then Army of the Dead, too, is like... Darkness. No, Army of or the Evil Darkness. Dead, sorry. I keep, uh, I keep mixing him. It's like Army of the Dead just came out. That's the Batista movie. Yeah. Um, is also, like, in the same vein of, like, very similar, easy, like, simple movie, and then Army of Darkness is just like... Goes off the dark end, like, <laughs> but it's so good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it goes so far left of like what they've been doing at that point. But I think Evil Dead Two seems like a very huge remake of Evil Dead One. I mean, they're very close. Oh yeah, I mean it is a remake. I think it was just like let's amp up the comedy and do it again, right? Yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I mean, this is a high, this is high for me, and it's because I just I enjoy Bruce Campbell. I enjoy the universe. I'm in the '90s. I'm probably like a '92 or a '93. I fucking love this movie. I mean, if I take it outside of its universe, I'm not in the I '90s. Can't. can't do that. I can. <laughs> I can't. You're wrong. <laughs> and in that case, it's still like in the '80s, though, I'm because it's still in the '80s to me because of like how insane like. Like, the gore and horror elements are done. Right. Um, and 
what they tried to accomplish with every scene, I felt like, they actually accomplished. Like, that chick who's, like, laughing on the floor, I want to murder her the entire time. I'm like, <laughs> chop her head off, dude. <laughs> and she just keeps going and, like, keep annoying everybody. <laughs> It's because they're friends, bro. They can't. They can't. They can't. I would chop watch their friends up. I would watch this again before I watched uh, Doctor Strange again. <laughs> and I've seen this movie probably five times, six times. So I've seen can't this movie hate a lot. It. Can't hate on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's hard to really. It's a, such a simple, simple plot line. There's not really much to it. Um, he doesn't chop off his hand in this movie. He chops it off that's in, in the, the second, second one. one. Yep. Um, when his hand goes evil. Yeah. That's the most the uh, the deadites have ever taken him over. Just his hand. <laughs> uh, what did you end up giving? Um, I would say like based on just itself, like a eighty four. Not quite a eighty five. But not much lower. So we rated it an 88, which is still lower, I think, than the Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's a little bit higher. Lower than the critics gave it. I'm shocked that critics <laughs> like this movie at all. This is like all the things that critics don't like and none of the things that they do. Maybe critics were just better back then. I don't know. Maybe they like Bruce Campbell, bro. The 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 chin... I definitely recommend you go in to watch this movie if you have not. If somehow you've lived this long and have not watched Evil Dead, I mean, it's such a... Uh, I think most people. I, I... Where do you... Do you think when somebody's like, what are some good 80s and 90s horror movies? Obviously, you think of like... This doesn't come to my mind. No? That's, um, I was gonna, you think of like Nightmare on Elm Street. A lot of people will probably think of Jason, Friday the 13th. If I'm thinking of like horror movies, that's where I'm going. But it's just like, when I think most people... I think most people have never seen this movie. I think you think. I think Army of Dark, um, Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness starts out, or maybe Evil Dead Two, where people's fandom is. I, I just think that's where most people have started with it. Like I don't. I think this movie flies under the radar of a lot of people, huh? Because even Army of Dead or Evil Dead Two, like we said, is just almost a remake of this movie, right? I know it was that way for me for like, I mean, it was a long time ago, but for quite a while, I didn't know this movie existed. Probably until. I mean, it was still like 10, 15 years ago. I figured out it wasn't like anytime soon, but I think a lot of people are there. I, I bet if I walked around, most people think they've seen this movie and haven't seen this movie. Huh. That's interesting. It's very interesting. We'll have to take a poll. Because <laughs> um, even look at like, what? where does the, what would you call it? Where does everything start going wrong? Where does everything start going wrong? What does that mean? Like when all the evil starts, like how did how did they call the evil to themselves? They read the book, but do they? He's just yeah. he's just flipping through the book. It's no, the audio he's... tapes. Oh, that's true. You're and right. That is Cause completely because they're, they're saying stop. Because she's telling her to. He, she's yeah. telling him to turn it off. Yeah, and it, that has gone completely outside of it because the book it becomes way more about the book and Evil Dead Two and and so far so forth. Because I don't think most people have seen this movie. Like, huh. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah, no, I guess I never thought of it. I didn't either until I watched it again. So Taylor said. Taylor Demo said the tree branch scene, and then she got she put two little eye emojis. Um, Jared said. Jared is a, he, he. He gave me. A, he gave us a long one. 
Jared's a lot like AC. So Jared said, there's a ton to love. I mean, it's Raimi's first movie with any sort of budget, and he gets to max, and he gets the max out of a figure under 400000 He's smart to tie in the ne- Necronomicon, a.k.a. Naturum Demento, for a link to horror royalty. It's a very cohesive story, some truly unsettling moments, and a hero to root for at Nash that actually goes through a fairly traditional hero's journey in the subsequent films, comics, and TV series. Raimi's future contributions to the Evil Dead franchise hype the camp more, which is fun, but the OG Evil Dead is 100% a horror film first. So much so that when other movies wish to indicate terror, they use it. Think of the game, <clears throat> think of the movie theater scene in Donnie Darko. The gate slamming from the Evil Dead is used to a wonderful effect. Also, for how the Evil Dead is seen amongst other filmmakers, Richard Kelly didn't seem to mind billing Evil Dead along with The Last Temptation of Christ on his double feature marquee. There are dozens of things to be stoked on with Evil Dead, and any complaints that arise seem to fall away in the context of budget, era, and Sam Raimi's inexperience. In my honest opinion, Evil Dead is on par with the OG Hooper classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just as Tobe Hooper reincarnates the serial slasher for the modern era, so does Sam Raimi reincarnate the Possession film. It's easy to think I'm overplaying this because of how entertaining and fun the next Evil Dead movies are, but make no mistake, Raimi's first professional movie is the casual link between The Exorcist and all the Possession movies of the 90s and beyond. Um... And I was thinking about this, and this speaks as an aside to Toby Hooper's abilities. Do we even grasp that he acts as the chief doctrinal contributor to two modern horror genre archetypes? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist are literally cornerstones on the churches of two denominations of horror. It'd be like Calvin forming the Baptists and the Methodists. I try to think of a contemporary artist to compare Hooper to, and the closest I can get is Picasso and his influence on Cubism and abstract expressionism. But alas, this is supposed to be about Raimi's brilliance, which he has in spades. By the way, how much fun is the spade scene in Evil Dead? (laughs) So very long... Um, I forget that this is Sam Raimi's first film. That is something that probably should come to mind when you're talking about acting because you don't really know what you're looking for or, or, and that's why I said like it gets that pass. Right. Like if, if this had been like, um, uh, a Steven Spielberg movie today and it had this acting, I would not be giving it an 85. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Jared's like kind of long-winded in the way that AC is long-winded, not in a bad way. Like he just he can fully articulate what he like he what he likes and why he likes it. I think he's going a little over the top by like comparing Sam Raimi to Picasso, but um, <laughs> because in part I think this dude is just like I want to see fucked up shit, <laughs> and he does. <laughs> um, I also don't know that this is like the link from Exorcist to modern day. Uh, possession film well, it might be i'm not saying he's wrong about that i don't i've never put that much thought into it but it definitely has left its mark on like horror and the horror genre and a lot of the things that this movie did have like continued to be done right um so yeah it's it's definitely very good it's definitely created its own world and like fucking bruce gave bruce an entire career <laughs> No, just acting like a fool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I dig it. I I forget that this is Sam Raimi's first film too. So, uh, it's definitely like I said, it's definitely something you should go watch if you haven't for some reason. Go fucking watch it. 
Um, it, I mean, you you see the stark differences going move, movie one, movie two to movie three, and how they shift the focus onto being a little bit more comedic and over the top once you get to fucking Army of Darkness, and it's just goofy as hell, but it works, you know, and that's what forms the rest of the universe at that point, but... Um, it's a great jumping off point from there as being a straight fucking horror movie. Yeah. Um, but that's where we are. We rated it in 88. Uh, we're at the end of the episode, TOTLB.com, thinking outside the long box on Facebook at outside long box on Twitter and Instagram, uh, youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box. Go check everything out. Go check us out. Patreon video is always hitting, um, and I'm trying to catch up from still from my one week in fucking Los Angeles. Um, but until next time, I've been Juan. I'm Doyle. And we will catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!